Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Puck Off, our first special episode going into the new 2023-24 season. I sit down with my co-host. I am your host, Chris Nozick, my co-host. Did not introduce him just yet, but Andrew, how are you today? Would you like to do that again? <laughs> no, we don't get do-overs over here. Okay. <laughs> this is the first special episode as we dissect each and every team heading into camp. All right. This is where you and I, we spend 20 minutes, maybe a half hour. We focus solely on each individual team. And so this episode, we're going to start from the bottom up and you can't get any more bottom than the Anaheim Ducks were last season. All right. 58 points in 82 games. They had a point percentage of 35.4%. They got points in 35% of their games. That's not bad. That's god awful. They were they were the first team in 15 years to have a goal differential over a hundred before the next team had a goal next to lowest team had a goal differential over 60. They were trash. They, they were ended, they ended the season on an 08 and 2 streak. All right. Well, yeah, the uh, 0 for 2 in the last two, but you get my point. That That's that's where they were. That's kind of how they were. They were a minus 129 in goal differential. Let me repeat that. A minus 129. That's what, like 22 points better than Eric Carlson? <laughs> or worse, Man, they could have used Eric Carlson. Oh, God. Yeah, that's 20. Yeah, he was one minus 106. So 123, or uh, they one would have been 26 points worse in goal differential than mm -hmm. Eric Carlson. They gave up 338 goals last year. 338. Now, can you really, can you, can you pinpoint what went wrong for them last year? Or is it just yes? Yes. <laughs> um, everything. <laughs> I know like everything went wrong. I know they had a couple of, of injuries. I think, was it, was it Drysdale who got hurt? No, it was, um, no Drysdale. Drysdale had a very serious injury. <laughs> yes. Drysdale was hurt. And then obviously other guys, you know, Vakaninen got hurt for him, um, which mm -hmm. I know they weren't relying on him to be a top two pairing defenseman, but mm -hmm. I mean, you remember when he was in Boston, he, he could eat top four minutes when he was healthy mm -hmm. and playing well. So it, it didn't help their depth that a 24 year old left shot defenseman got hurt, mm -hmm. you know, capable of big minutes. Yeah. And I mean, you had, uh, like you had guys like Simon Benoit who played top four minutes for most of the year. And he had one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst, plus minuses in the league. And this was a guy who was playing over 20 minutes a night way. Above, they did. They did not. They did not uh, resign him. He is a free agent. <laughs> Give you an idea of the kind of just unbelievable, like just drecks that just proliferated this team. John Gibson is. John Gibson is on a sinking boat with with middle fingers extended in the air. Well, no, right he's, he's trying. He's trying to get rescued. The, the 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 big thing is, 
at least in my opinion, um, they have, how do I put this? Their level, the ceiling of some of their players is very, very high. The ceiling of some of their other players this past year was not. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you get a guy like Zegris and Terry, 60 point plus players. Zegris was 65. He scored 23 goals, 42 assists. Troy Terry had 23 goals, 38 assists. And then after that, you have Cam Fowler at 48 points. All right. Fowler is about the only guy you can really consider a top four guy right now. Right. Drysdale's almost there, but. Last year, they also had Shattenkirk, though. Shattenkirk was eighth on the team. So in points, but it, it. Their top 10 in, in points were Zegris, Terry, Fowler, McTavish, Vetrano, Strom, Henrique, Shattenkirk, and Silverberg, and Klingberg. All veteran guys. And, mm-hmm. and, and yes, I loosely use veteran around Mason, McTavish, and, and Trevor Zegris because, you know, 20 and 21 years old. But yeah. at 20 and 21 years old, these are the guys that they're trying to identify as pillars of this team going forward. Right. And so when you look at their offseason – they lost Lucas Dostal to Florida, which was a good pickup for them. We'll we'll dive more into that pickup, but like not Dostal, not Dostal, no, Stolar, Stolar. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dostal is the one they're looking at. He's 22. They kind of want him to be the next guy. Now you talked about Gibson last year. He went 14, 31, and eight. I Great. cannot take that record serious because of what was on the ice in front of him, mm-hmm. and he had a save percentage of. 899.899 and it goes against which, 3.99. Which, by the way, uh, the 899 save percentage for how bad, for how terrible this team was last year. You know what 899 is in the NHL? Was it was in the NHL last year? Average, exactly, exactly league average, right? And and here's your point to, to what you just said look at what was on the ice in front of them, yeah, and it goes against average of almost four. He's still saving nine out of 10 shots and he's on the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. He played 3000 minutes. He still posted 25 quality starts mm-hmm. based on metrics. So he's still drowning out there, man. Like it's oh, just, yeah. he, there's no, <laughs> no, he's, I, I don't blame him for saying I want out mm-hmm. and any mm-hmm. team like, yeah, you, you hesitate because of the contract. The contract still has four years, including this year, and he's mm-hmm. at 6.4 mil. 6.4, yep. But, like, if you move him to any other team, any team that's a playoff team becomes a cup contender with him in, in net. Mm-hmm. Now, it's fitting him in net. It's finding a team that he'll wave because he's got a modified no move, no trade clause. So, mm-hmm. you know, he gets to pick. Uh, he has a 10-team no trade list. So the honestly, like if I'm Gibson, a team that I'm really looking at, I'm looking at Buffalo mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there going, I want to go there. I want to, I want to go to Buffalo. I wouldn't mind looking at Ottawa. They're building something and a Gibson Corpusalo tandem would be phenomenal for them mm-hmm. based on what they're building. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of uh, the, the New Jersey devils, I would really give consideration to if I were him. And then obviously other teams in the Western conference, you got your Toronto or Toronto's in the East. Obviously they need goaltending help, but that's a whole different story there. 
We um, we spent way too much time on that last time, man. <laughs> yeah, they found their solution, Martin Jones. So they don't. Need, they don't. Ah. Need <laughs> Take us to the promised land, Martin Jones. Um, <sighs> no, just Gibson is a tradable asset for them. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is they're nowhere near the cap floor, so they need his money on the books. Mm-hmm. And they just yeah. and 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 it's funny we say that because they just signed Troy Terry to a seven year seven million dollar contract extension. Where are they going? They are stuck between stations right now. Um, they have um, some of the bets that you just mentioned are are insulating a lot of these younger players. Um, you had Kalorn and. Gudis as as free agent signings, which that's why I say, where are they going? Because my question to you, aside from cap floor, because everybody's mm-hmm. got to hit the cap floor, yeah. Why give Alex Kalorn a two-time cup winner, four years, six point two five million, and Radko Gudis, who just came off of a cup run, three years and four million? You want to change the culture in your locker room. Especially yeah. with the Kalorn. Uh, Gudis, you need a defense anyway, anyway. You barely have five NHL defensemen anyway with him. So You have, like, a, you have a screamy bearded man. You have a screamy right. bearded man. Oh, dear God, I hope he doesn't shave going into the new season. Oh uh, that would just be weird. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I highlight Alex Kalorn because he's the same age as Adam Henrique, who mm-hmm. is on an expiring contract. However, instead of Adam Henrique having a no a modified no trade clause, you gave Alex Kalorn a complete no trade clause, <laughs> which means you don't want to deal a 33-year-old forward left wing slash right wing, and yet mm-hmm. you're willing to leave Adam Henrique unsigned down the middle or on the left side. I think at this point, given what they have down the middle between um, McTavish and uh, Zegris, mm-hmm. I'm kicking... I, I would plan on kicking Henrique over to the left. And Strom, too. Strom signed for four more years. Ryan Strom, I would consider kicking. He's more of a right-side guy, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be more worried about you know having him on the wing. Those are the kinds of guys, like, I would put Henrique probably on the left side of McTavish, mm-hmm. and I would probably try to keep um, Strom on the right side of Zegras. Simply because then you have a veteran on the line with the young kid, both of whom he can pay, take face-offs and draws and all that stuff. A little bit more defensively sound as well. A lot of this is just rearranging deck chairs, man, because like, you know, I mean, that's all well and good to like, you know, mix and match these pieces that are like most of them. Most of them are decent middle six options for every team in the league, but they're firm top six here here for Anaheim. But your defense your top pairing right now is right now, as we speak, is Cam Fowler or Radko Gudis. That's your top pair. Now, Cam Fowler is a solid defenseman. Radko Gudis is a good defenseman. He's not a top pairing. They're both but top after, four guys. They're both they're both top four guys, but Fowler is like a low-end 1D, a low-end 2D, probably. Yeah. Gudis is not. Even that, Even but about a three. He, he if, you, if Radko Gudis is your third, if you're looking at your defense and you go, we if, have he, player if you have Radko Gudis in your second pair, you're fine. You're good. You're you're okay. Yeah, player A, player B, and Radko Gudis. Then anywhere lower than that, if you have Gudis, then you're fine. 
But if he's the but, first one or two names on your defensive list, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. But and I'm I get gonna, Drysdale's yeah. not signed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some of the. I'm gonna give you the names of the people that are of, of the defenders that are signed for the Ducks as of right now. Cam Fowler, Ryko Gudis, <clears throat> Robert Haig, Colton White, Jackson Lacombe. Who, what, and huh? <laughs> and what is that? And what is that? Don't forget, they still have an unsigned <clears throat> Jamie Drysdale. Yeah, that's why he's not on the list. He is unsigned. And then you have a, a, a guy in the minors, Trevor Carrick, who's a, a career minor leaguer. Right. But who's played NHL games before. Maybe. That's your defense core right now. I, what I, is that? I, what? <laughs> that? Exactly. We're both we're both tripping over ourselves to sit here and go, I don't know. And I know mm-hmm. it, it's, it was a massive task when Pat Verbeek took over last year. And this is mm-hmm. only year two. So mm-hmm. like this, like we thought the Sharks would have a hard time rebuilding. Here's the difference. The Sharks had tradable pieces. Yeah. You know, they got some, they got some stuff back for Brett Burns. They got some stuff back for Eric Carlson. Maybe it wasn't the greatest of stuff. You know, you're not talking seven first round picks, but, but they you were have things back. They were what asset are you going to get back for a 29-year-old $2.75 million contract on two years for Brock McGinn? Yeah, tw- yeah, 29, 2.75 for for a for a guy who was waived by the Penguins. Uh, yeah, I, and, and to emphasize, he was a minus six player, which not a problem. You're going to have minus players, especially when you're the Ducks last year. He played 75 games and he scored 19 points. That's, that's not great, Bob. That's at best a third or fourth line, 13th forward kind of guy on any team that's not the Ducks. And then you have a guy like you have Kalorn. Kalorn, obviously, Kalorn's not going to get traded 33. And then Henrique, expiring contract, potentially, potentially someone who could be, who could be dealt 33. Jakob Silverberg, 32. Ryan Strom, 30. Yep. Sam Carrick, 31. Like, see, Ryan What are you getting for any of those guys? Ryan Strom is one that I look at and I go, come trade deadline. Like, again, looking at it with Boston Bruins goggles on, he may break free. He may become available because they want roster spots. They want to get young kids in. They want to get a guy like Leo Carlson some more ice time. Like, and I have a trade history with the Ducks. The Bruins and the Ducks have trade history. They just do. So, you know, that's one where I sit there and I go, okay, depending on what their plan is, um, you know, if they're able to find a deal for Gibson, then with Staylock on board and Dostal on board, you could see them look for a Jeremy Swayman type goaltender to come in secure the locker room. I mean, think about how good a Swayman Dostal pairing would be for the next five years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an anchor for this team. And that takes Dostal to age 28. Mm-hmm. 
and you've secured two amazing goaltenders for half a decade, and you can now build your defense. You have pillars on offense in Zegris, McTavish, um, Carlson, guys like that. And oh, by the way, you have a fuck ton of cash. Mm-hmm. As There's we go just, forward. I think just, I, I think, but I think, but to, to that point and to what I said earlier, this is a team that's stuck between stations. Like they know where they want to go. They just don't know how to get there yet. And they have so few pieces to build around in conjunction with where they actually want to go where, that it's hard to see it. It's hard to see. It's hard to see what, what the plan is. And Verbeek, Verbeek has done a lot of safe, a lot of safe moves to start, but he's going to have to try to take some swings at some point. Do you think he would have swung different if he won the first overall pick and had Connor Bedard? Expand upon that. What do you mean? Would he have thrown bags at Alex Kalorn and Radko Gudis, or would he have spent more money on other veterans in addition to some of those guys, other defensemen like a Dmitry Orlov, um, uh, another forward like a Vladimir Tarasenko? Like I think he would have been more. He would have been more apt to do exactly what Kyle Davidson did for Chicago. It's we're going to bring in this generational talent. Let's insulate him. Nick Felino's mm-hmm. um, was it Pat Maroon? They also brought in no uh, Corey, uh, Corey, Corey Perry. Perry. Pat Maroon signed somewhere. Oh, he went up to Minnesota. That's where he went. Yeah, he did. That's he right. got created up there. But um, mm-hmm. I knew he moved. But yeah, and then Taylor Hall, obviously, which is a fantastic get for Chicago. We'll dive into Chicago. They're low enough on the list. You're only a couple days away from Chicago's uh, recording here. Right. Uh, this one we're. we're we're going to probably have this one be a little shorter than some of the other ones. Cause you know, we're still waiting on two major bombs to drop Trevor Zegers, contract and Jamie Drysdale's contract. And do you think, is there any, is there any possibility that Zegers holds out to begin training camp here? I think there's a possibility. They both do. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I just, if you're them, what's your rush? You're 22, 21 years old. You can sit out a season. Mm-hmm. You can you can sit out a season, but that's that's not gonna that's not gonna endear yourself to any team. Uh, if they sit out a season, though, they become an unrestricted free agent going into next year, right? Uh, that is correct. Yes. So sacrifice a season and be able to sign anywhere the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Um, at twenty one years old, I mean it's it it's not the ideal scenario, but at the same time, it's also not that bad they're like they're in a sport that's in a sport that's steeped in pick yourself up dust yourself off you know this is your lot in life and you have no right to try to make it better kind of traditions sitting out a season really could really hurt stock in both physically Mm. physical and around the league with that mindset my question to you is is that the mindset around the player or can you make the argument that that's the mindset around this organization right now? You're the ducks. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, figure this shit out. I mean, and, it, it, I mean, if you're the ducks, it kind of has to be, doesn't it? Right. I like mean, we are actively on fire. I we're we're gonna have to do an addendum once we figure out what happens to those guys. 
Right. Once it's definitive that they, you know, I mean, I'll put it this way with them or without them, they're not making the playoffs in my estimation. It's a bold take. No, Shrek. <laughs> it's as bold as Chris Kelly swinging for the net. <laughs> um, no, they're not making the playoffs regardless. Um, but what I will say is that considering the just pile of sticks that are, that are the Anaheim Ducks right now, they got a really they got a really good coach to try to steward their way through it. Greg Cronin, a lifer in any league that you can shake a stick at that you can name. I think that if you want to point at something that if you want to point at something positive, something that Pat Verbeek has done correctly is hire Greg Cronin as the head coach as, as their new head coach, Dallas Eakins stop giving him jobs. <laughs> stop I, giving him jobs. Stop giving him jobs. I, I, I look, I look at the ducks and I see, you know, two points behind San Jose, one point behind Chicago. Obviously uh, they were tied. They were tied with, no, they weren't. They were 10 points behind Montreal. It was mm-hmm. uh, Columbus at 59 points. Columbus and Chicago were both one point ahead of them. I don't see Anaheim finishing dead last again, but I also don't see him finishing higher than about 20. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know they, what I mean? Like, I, I, right. Are they a better team than last year? Yeah, probably. But last year they were so bad. Mm-hmm. And there was there definitely got to be a point where it was, why the fuck should we care? If we keep losing, we should get one of the best players in the world. But you got a, you got a guy, you hired a dude in Cronin. Who's, who's going to, who's going to get, who's going to get the best out of his players. You know, he's been an assistant everywhere. He, he was assistant at Maine, assistant in Colorado, head coach in Maine, assistant in the, uh, uh, national U S national development team. He's been, um, an assistant over in New York Islanders twice, Maple Leafs assistant, Bridgeport Sound Tigers assistant, head coach for Northeastern, head coach for Colorado's uh, minor league affiliate for five, last five years. He's been everywhere, and yeah. he's had success anywhere he's gone. Everywhere he's gone. So no, I, again, I agree with you. I think yeah. Greg Cronin as a, as their coach going forward is going to be massive. Mm-hmm. I just again in the Pacific, you know they're battling for the seven seed. You know what I mean? Like they're just in the Pacific, not the Western conference, (laughs) right in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I do think there's more basement that you can go. You know, if you're talking elevator goes up 32 levels to, to the Stanley cup final, you Mm -hmm. know, they're not, at least the elevator is working now, right? The, yeah, it's repaired. It knows, that it can go up and down. It knows. <laughs> I, I don't know how much further down. What is your purpose? Go. I go up and down. Oh, God. I pick things up and put them down. Yes. <laughs> uh, what is your purpose? I cut and start players on ice. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I just. 
No, they're not a playoff team. We agree on that. No, they're mm-hmm. not close to the playoffs. No. The funny thing, though, is the Ducks have enough talent that if they caught lightning in a bottle, they could be a really good team. You know, I mean, you could say that for any team in the NHL. No, uh, no, no. If they cut, ca- I mean, catching lightning in a bottle by its definition is pure luck. Right. <laughs> but, okay, fine. Let me rephrase. If their best players play to the highest level that they can to play to their ceilings, if they all buy in to Cronin's system, like they have high end talent. Like Alex Kalorin, for all things considered, is a huge loss for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's not one of the big guns. He's not Brandon Hagel. He's not Steven Stamkos or Nate Nikita Kucherov or anybody like that, but he's a big loss. Mm-hmm. The ceilings for, you know, Troy Terry and I mean, Adam Henrique, even he's no slouch. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a solid two way forward. If, you know, if, if he is your second line center, you still have a good team. Mm-hmm. They're putting him on a second line left wing. Like, yeah. that's an even better option. That shows better depth. Now, the low their of the top six, depth. their top six isn't an unmitigated disaster. Honestly, even if, like, where would you put Alex Kalorn in their lineup? Second line left wing, probably. So what's your lineup looking like right with them right now? And let's assume Zegris and Drysdale sign. Okay. I think those deals will get done. I just don't know what the dollar amount is, but they're so far no, away I'm from just, the cap. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to do Fords for now because there is no way on God's green earth that Pat Verbeek doesn't at least go out and sign a couple of veteran defensemen before September. No way. He's got to do something. Yeah. There, there's something, so, but, but so if I'm, if I'm the ducks, I'm probably, I'm probably going to go. Now you got me pulling up their cap friendly page to do this. Vetrano, Zegris, Terry. You would put Terry on your first line. Sure. Okay. Henrique. Hmm. See, see the, uh, see the issue there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pulling Henrique, it up. Strom. Kalorn. Cause Kalorn can play both sides. I believe so. Yeah. Kalorn can play both sides. Yeah. There we go. And then and then and then it's just that the third line is like Vetrano, fucking McTav well, hmm. Cause then where do you put McTavish? Vetrano, so, McTavish, Silverberg as your third line? That's not a bad third line. Let's see. How am I doing this? And then Jones. McGinn, fucking Sam Carrick. I don't know. Brett Leeson. So right now. Pull somebody. Isaac Lundestrom. Something, someone, anyone. (laughs) So right now, I would go. 
and I'm I'm okay with tweaking it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I would probably run my first line as Henrique, Zegris, and Strom, mm-hmm. and then Vetrano, McTavish, and Terry, and then Silverberg, Leo Carlson, and Alex Kalorn. You think Leo Carlson uh, breaks camp with them? Uh, right now, I don't have much in the other way of options. Um, <laughs> Fair. You know, not, that's not that's not necessarily to say of his merits. It's just like no, we actually we actually he's also the greatest you. prospect on earth. No, no, no. That's Cooley. That's Cooley. Oh, that was Logan Cooley. Eh, close enough. Leo Carlson. <laughs> oh man, that was Logan Cooley. Fuck. Less funny, but you get my point. Yeah. Uh, right. No, I think about that. Down the middle, you go Zegris, McTavish, Carlson. And then your fourth okay. line is like McGinn, Carrick, and Jones to throw in filler, whatever. I protect Leo Carlson with veteran wingers, Kalorn mm-hmm. and Silverberg. That's why I put him on a third line pairing because, or on a third line unit because mm-hmm. Kalorn and Silverberg are also guys that I can jump the lineup a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I can put Silverberg and double shift him, sit Vetrano, and put him with McTavish and Terry for a shift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my wingers on the right side, Strom, Terry, and Kalorn are interchangeable along with Henrik, Vetrano, and Silverberg. And oh, by the way, most of those six guys can play the other side or mm-hmm. down the middle. Really, Troy Terry is the only one who's limited. Uh, Leo Carlson, I wouldn't fuck around with him either. But mm-hmm. those two guys are really the only ones that only play one position. Mm-hmm. So it get you know, and and if I've got Zegris out there, but I, I you want to try to take advantage of the versatility, right? There's versatility, there's matchups that I can play, and oh by the way, Henrik, you know Henrik, Zegris, McTavish, Strom, they can all take faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, that's at least what I roll with for now. Um, I would put Dostal down in the minors to protect him as much as I can. Yeah, and run with Gibson and Staylock. I would try to move Gibson. Gibson and Staylock are just sitting in the locker room with, like, you know, that kid. Well, see, so with, <laughs> with Gibson, though, you can also get NHL now talent, which complements mm-hmm. some of what you have. You know, and the addition of a guy like Leo Carlson. I, I I'm not trying to put this out there, but. I mean, if you're not even close with Trevor Zegris, you could look at trading him. Mm-hmm. Because then down the middle, you're Leo Carlson and Mason McTavish. That's not that much worse off than Zegris McTavish. I do think that Zeg- I, I do think that the Ducks will that the Ducks view Zegris as a face, as the face of their franchise. I agree. I agree. But if you're far enough, like I think that's a case where having arbitration would have helped. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but we'll see. We shall see. That's kind of where my lineup looks like. And, and obviously, like I said, the big thing is, is the versatility, the interchangeability. Um, you know, it gives the, it gives Cronin full gambit of this is what I'm going to do during the game. Some definition of an option. Right. And if something's not working, you can change it. Like that's how I would go in coming out of camp. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know everything that, as always as as always with things in life subject to change right and you know subject to addendum when signings occur but mm-hmm. of course any any final thoughts on the ducks here sorry ducks fans 
you'll be golfing again early this year, but I think you already knew that. I don't think we're breaking your heart telling you. Man, I mean, ducks fly together, but y'all got to fix your wings. But they have somewhere to go. Yeah, right. And honestly, like, I'm not, I, 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 like I was saying, I can't do a defensive lineup because you don't have one. Yeah, you don't have defense. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Cam Fowler, uh, Ryko Gudis is your top pair. Good luck and fuck off. <laughs> Would you like to do that again? <laughs> no.